0: So on this uh, 21st Sunday, the church asks us to recognize and reverence Christ. And it's only when we recognize who Christ is, as Peter did, that we can really appreciate Christ's greatness. However, this is only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit. In the first reading, we hear the story of Shebna. He was the manager of the household of Hezekiah, As such, he oversaw the money. Eventually, he succeeded Hezekiah as a leader of Israel. However, instead of looking after the people entrusted to him, Shebna was too busy erecting monuments, building a tomb, and chariots for himself. We can clearly see that Shebna abused his office and God ousted the proud and wicked Shebna and exalted the humble, And faithful Eliakim. In this reading, Eliakim prefigures Christ, the Messiah, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. Through his humility, God gave Eliakim all authority both in heaven and on earth. In turn, through God's solemn declaration, Christ delegated the same authority to Peter over his church. In the second reading, Paul exalts the greatness of God, but he contemplates how rich are the depths of God, how impossible to understand his methods, and who could ever know the mind of God? We cannot fathom the wisdom and greatness of God. However, God reveals himself to those who love him and to whomever he chooses to reveal himself to. He reveals himself to those who seek him in truth, honesty, and with a clear conscience. He has revealed himself fully to us in Jesus Christ. Therefore, only those who allow the eyes of their mind to be illumined by the Holy Spirit can comprehend the depths of God's motive. Today's gospel begins dramatically and interestingly. Jesus asked his disciples, who do people say that the man of God is? And, but who do you say that I am? So from the response of some of them, it was obvious they had no clear idea of who Christ was. But Peter came to their rescue You are the Christ, the son of the living God. So how did Peter know this answer? Simple. God himself revealed it to him through the Holy Spirit as Jesus affirmed. Jesus continues with a declaration similar to the one in our first reading. Christ gives Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven, giving Peter apostolic and ministerial authority over Christ's church. And this is only possible because he recognized Christ. Christ made Peter the head of his earthly church, and he occupies this position today through the apostolic succession of the popes. The gospel also invites us to reflect on how much faith we have in God and how we we might respond to this faith. Today, Christ asks us the same question as he did to his disciples. Who do you say that I am? You. He is not asking your friend or your co-worker. It doesn't matter how they would respond. He is asking you. He's asking me. Individually, here and now. But who do you say that I am? So what would be your response? We cannot comprehend who Christ is unless we have an intimate relationship with him. More importantly... We cannot respond fully to this question unless we are submissive to the Holy Spirit who reveals the depth of God's will. So I read a story about a doctor in New York City who attends mass every day. He said he was not always that faithful though. A patient made him look at his life a little bit differently. The doctor would make his daily rounds at the hospital to examine his patients. As he entered the patient's rooms, They looked apprehensive and sometimes intimidated by his presence, but there was one man, a man in his 60s who was very sick. He said the man would always greet him with a smile and at times seemed like he was staring right through him. Over time, the man's health grew worse. The doctor went to see him and as he was reading his chart, the man opened his eyes and grinned and said, well, and then he made a remark that was a half question and half something else. He asked him with a smile, who are you? The doctor first thought the man did did not recognize him because of the drugs. But as if sensing what the doctor was thinking, the man said, Dr. Jones, who are you? The doctor started to say, I am a doctor. And then he just stopped cold. It was hard for him to describe what went on in his head. All kinds of answers went through his mind, which all seemed true and yet somehow less than true. Yes, I am this, but I am also that, but that is not the whole picture. The doctor's confusion must have shown because the man gave him a grin and closed his eyes. The doctor asked, is there anything I can do for you? The man said no, then after a short time passed away. The doctor could not get the, man, get the man's question out of his mind. Who are you? For years, he had trained as a physician and got lost in his profession. He realized the man was asking who he was, besides his de- degree, asking. But who are you beyond your degree? The story does the same for us. Who are you beyond the facade, the front that you put up? Who are you beyond your job title, degree, or profession? Are you brave enough to ask a friend, or even more boldly, an enemy? Who do you say that I am? What do people think of me? Or perhaps even ask yourself, who am I? So often we try to be like the people we see in commercials who are neat, well-dressed, smiling, and comfortable homes and lives that are stress-free. Their lives are full of laughter, joy, and the good life, but that's not real. That is not who we are. Who are you beyond all the externals of life? Who do people say that I am is the question that Jesus asked today. Well, how do you answer this question? Does Jesus have any effect on your day-to-day living? On the way you treat others? On the way you treat yourself? There's danger that people fall into and that is why we try to make Jesus in our image and likeness. Many of us have been guilty in one way or another, trying to make Christ in our own image. We want him to be like us. We want Jesus to be the kind of savior that we want Sometimes we fail to realize that we do not call Jesus. He called us to follow him. He has called you. He has called me. He has called all of us. At our baptism, it was his cross that was signed on our forehead. And because of this, we became disciples of Christ. The question we all must ask ourselves, are we living it? Christ is here with us, and someday he will come in power and glory to to place all creation at the feet of the Father. But today, he comes quietly, subtly, invisibly, and wherever you are, look for him. Look for him at communion. Look for him at home on the faces of your loved ones. And look for him especially where he told us to look the hungry, the thirsty, the stranger and the naked, the sick and the imprisoned, and the drug addicted. Think about this wherever you go in life, where you work, where you play and pray, and where you live or go to school. If anyone is looking for Christ, will they find him in you, or do they have to look elsewhere? Jesus asked, who do you say that I am? It is a question we answer many times over a lifetime, a question we answer again and again by the way we live in our lives, the values we hold, the ethics we embrace, the justice we advocate, and the causes we support. It's also a question we answer every time we come here to celebrate the Eucharist. You are the Christ, the son of the living God.